G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As I often say, Tuesday rolls around quickly. On Tuesday, we get an update on breaking news headlines from Israel and the Middle East. And Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines. Welcome along, first of all, for to another 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. Ron, let me start with one that's prominent in the news. Seven Israelis, including a pregnant woman, were injured in a West Bank shooting. How does that story unfold? Yeah, they were injured on Sunday night when a gunman opened fire on a bus stop outside the West Bank Jewish community of Ofra. Those critically wounded, one was a 21-year-old pregnant lady whose baby subsequently was delivered in hospital, although overnight we hear that the baby's condition has deteriorated. The Israeli army and other security services launched a manhunt for the terrorists, including an individual believed to have been driving the car from which the bullets emanated, uh, and they were looking for them in surrounding Palestinian towns. Prime Minister Netanyahu wished a speedy recovery to the victims and vowed not to rest until we find the murderous criminals. For her part, Justice Minister Eilat Shaked of the right-wing Jewish Home Party called on the Premier to annex Ofra, claiming that the legal opinion draft for such a move is ready to go. The attack comes on the backdrop of the continuing search for Ashraf Nalawai, who has been on the run for over two months since murdering two other Jews uh, in the West Bank area. Ron, we know that Christians are under a huge amount of pressure throughout the entire Middle East and there's quite extreme persecution in some nations, uh, typically Muslim nations. But now Prince Charles has come out praising the extraordinary grace and forgiveness of Christians in the Middle East. What's the story here? He said the testimonies of Christians in the Middle East showed the extraordinary power of faith to resist even the most brutal efforts to extinguish it. Prince Charles paid tribute to Christians in the Middle East and their extraordinary capacity for grace and forgiveness at an event held in London. At a special service at Westminster Abbey, attended by Archbishop of Canterbury, Justice Justin Welby, and representatives of churches in the Middle East, the Prince said he had met many Christians who, with such inspiring faith and courage, are battling oppression and persecution, or who have fled to escape it. Time and again, I have been deeply humbled and profoundly moved by the extraordinary grace and capacity for forgiveness that I've seen in those who have suffered so much, he said, adding that forgiveness was an act of supreme courage, the refusal to to be defined by the sin committed against you, and a determination to endure and overcome. He said he had been particularly touched by stories of those who had returned to rebuild their homes and communities devastated by Islamic State. Certainly the characteristics of Christians who bear that image, a Christ-likeness, shines through there and it is recognisable. 
Another headline here, Ron, moving a little further to the south with our focus to Egypt, where there's a silent epidemic of Christian girls being kidnapped and mistreated in Egypt. Yeah, the report says Egypt's Christian community faces dangers that most other Egyptians don't fear. Threats of violence during church services, attacks on buses filled with innocent pilgrims and their children, and assaults on successful Christian businesses happen all too frequently. But only occasionally did we hear about it in the Western media. A mass kidnapping such as the Boko Haram abductions in Nigeria are widely reported. Even accounts of young Pakistani Christian girl abductions have been published from time to time. However, an ongoing nightmare in Egypt has gone virtually unnoticed by the media. Victims fall silent, authorities turn a blind eye, and religiously motivated kidnappings are extremely difficult to document. But the truth is that Christian women in Egypt face an epidemic of kidnapping, rape, beatings, and torture. And it's certainly a topic that we should uh, include in our intercession and prayers. More difficult than most of us can imagine for Christian women and, as you say, Christian girls and those kidnappings in Egypt. Ron, Jerusalem's taken top spot in tourism growth among a hundred cities. Not surprising, but how does this story go? Well, Jerusalem leads the global tourism growth with 38% more arrivals in 2018 after a 32% jump in 2017. The Holy City benefits from relative stability and strong marketing, according to Euromonitor International's Top 100 City Destination Report. Worldwide inbound arrivals will probably increase 5%, to reach 1.4 billion trips in 2018, they said. Visits to this year's top 100 city destinations are set to increase by 7.5% overall. Asia continues to rise in the rankings, taking 41 of the top 100 cities. Bangkok, London, Singapore, Macau, Paris, Dubai, New York, Kuala Lumpur and Shenzhen, China round out the most, uh, the ten most popular cities. Uh, Israel in recent years has experienced a significant boost to its tourist industry. The all-time 2017 record for incoming tourism to Israel was broken last November. And Ron, it's not surprising that there would be a common denominator between Christians and Jews, given that we share particularly the Old Testament of the Bible. Now there's a story with a headline where 120 Jews and Christians have united for a Hanukkah Bible study in the Israeli parliament called the Knesset. How does this story look? On the first day of Hanukkah, a group of 120 Uh, comprising of 75 Christians and 40 Jews, brought light to the Knesset in a joint Bible study that included 40 honoured guests, uh, Christians visiting from Taiwan. Representing the 5th Schindler Society Knesset Bible Study, co-sponsored by the Knesset Caucus for the Encouragement of Bible Study, and Israel 365, Knesset member Yehudi Glick 
opened the session with Australia's uh, with Israel's national anthem and exuberant renditions of Psalm 118, verse 24, sung in English, Hebrew, and Taiwanese Mandarin. That, that uh, psalm says, This is the day that Hashem has made. Let us exalt and rejoice on it. Psalm 118, verse 24. Kick lit Hanukkah, made by Holocaust survivors, thanking God for our ability to be His light in the world. Reading from the Israel Bible, the world's first Hebrew Bible, to highlight the special relationship between the land and the people of Israel, Glick spoke about the prophetic beginnings of Hanukkah, maintaining Hanukkah is celebrated in the darkest time of the year, on the longest and darkest night, but by putting the menorah in our windows, we can bring light to the entire world, he continued. Rabbi Zephyr, president and co-founder of the Galilee Green Olive Oil, spoke of the biblical aspects of olive oil and its connection to Hanukkah and the Jewish people. Pastor Jim Gallo, a member of the U.S. President Trump Faith Advisory Council, and Rosemary Schindler Gallo, founders of the Schindler Society, found the location of the Bible study, Israel's Parliament, especially meaningful as a place where government officials can explore biblical concepts and lessons in leadership that may guide their governance of the Jewish state. The Schindler Society is a U.S.-based Christian group that has introduced ongoing Bible study in the U.S. Congress and the United Nations. And doesn't it demonstrate, Ron, that the Bible is full of amazing wisdom when it comes to leadership and governance, uh, so that it's not really a surprise at all that people who are in parliamentary positions uh, might look to that uh, Bible for some direction when it comes to how the values of a nation are shaped. Uh, Just an amazing thing to see that that is happening in the Israeli parliament. Ron Ross, always just great getting your insights. Thanks so much for sharing those with us again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.